happened when Todd called out the Wisconsin Republican for responding to a question with a so-called Fox News conspiracy theory. Why a Fox News conspiracy propaganda stuff is popping up on here, it I is, have no it idea. Is not, that is, I have no that is, idea that why is we're exact, going here. That is, that is Senator, because I'm this is underlying about, exactly I'm why asking, President Trump is upset. Todd pushed the senator to answer a question on whether President Trump used military aid as leverage while asking Ukraine to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden and his family. You clearly were upset that somehow there was yes, an implication I, I was, that military was, aid was, was being frozen yes. because the president wanted the, an investigation. Why did you right, win? Because I didn't want those connected. Johnson said when he spoke to Trump about it, the president angrily denied it. Former President Jimmy Carter's doing well after a fall at his home in Plains, Georgia. Statement from the Carter Center said the fall happened today. He required stitches above his brow, but the 95-year-old is feeling fine. He's still going to participate in a Habitat for Humanity work in Nashville, Tennessee over the next few days. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Now, SkyScan weather for the RVA from 1029, the Mater. For tonight, look for a chance of showers, cloudy, a low of 60 degrees. Chance of showers tomorrow, cloudy, breezy, a high of 66. Chance of showers tomorrow night, cloudy, and a low of 57. Wednesday, mostly cloudy, chance of showers early with a high of 68. From the Mater Weather Center, in the center of the universe, I'm John Waters. The Mater presents In the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey, Wood, and West and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland. It is a beautiful Monday evening here in the center of the universe, and we greet you live from Sports Page Grill Ashland, quickly filling up on this Monday evening. What a busy time of year we've got right now. Football in full swing, the baseball postseason in full swing. Atlanta currently trying to wrap up their National League Division Series with St. Louis. The Nationals have their backs against the wall. Yankees, Twins, Rays, Astros uh, will start the championship series probably, what, end of this week or possibly into the weekend, depending upon the results of the game today and those that follow and more locally which is what our focus is here on in the red zone every monday night live at sports page grill ashland we are just jam-packed with action from a rivalry night field hockey going on here in hanover county right now uh with uh, let's see patrick henry hanover atley lee davis all in action against each other at this moment uh, we've got one two three three and a half weeks left in the regular season in field hockey and volleyball we have a regional champion in golf coming in earlier this afternoon Afternoon. We'll talk about that in this hour. We've got Carol LaHaye, the head women's basketball coach of Randolph-Macon, as our guest tonight as we get set to preview the 2019-2020 season for the Yellow Jackets. We'll do all of that in this hour, but we will start with Randolph-Macon College football as we made the trip down Saturday down to Greensboro, North Carolina. 
Guilford was the opponent, and it was not again that complete performance, that that polished quality game that the Yellow Jackets have been looking for ever since opening night now over a month ago here at home against Johns Hopkins. Uh, they fell behind early, 7 to nothing. They were able to get the lead, and then Guilford tied it. Randolph Macon with a key late second-quarter field goal to take a 17-14 advantage to intermission. Guilford got the ball to start the second half after winning the toss and deferring, and they marched right down the field, and it looked like that they were going to score and retake the lead. Darian Phillips, their sophomore quarterback who made his first start ever, for Guilford College, had gotten loose basically on a quarterback draw to the right side, was inside the 10-yard line when Calvin Whitehead did what Calvin Whitehead does defensively. He lunges, pops the ball of loose off of Phillips' arm from behind the ball, sails quickly into the end zone, and then bounces out of bounds before anybody could collect it. That means automatic touchback. Randolph Macon gets the football at the 20. They proceed to go on a drive, which resulted in a touchdown. So rather than 21-17 Guilford, it was 24-14 Randolph Macon. Yellow Jackets added another touchdown and a field goal. They were up 20. Guilford had a late touchdown to make the final 34 to 21. So what was good about the Yellow Jackets' performance? We have to start with Whitehead, who was named ODAC Defensive Player of the Week. 11 tackles to lead the team along with Matthew Vergara, who had 11 on the afternoon, as well as that unbelievably important forced fumble in the first part of the third quarter, which really changed the tide, the tone, and the nature of that second half. Who knows what could have happened had Guilford scored there, retaking the lead at 21-17 could be a shootout the rest of the way but Guilford they were deflated once that happened the Yellow Jackets got the football back marched down the field and scored had the 10-point lead again and they were able to stretch it to as many as 20 the the troubling part of the performance was the inability of Randolph Macon to run the football on a Guilford offense that had been averaging uh, giving up over 40 points per game in their first four contests now yes the Yellow Jackets did score 34 points in the win but they did not generate the rushing offense that is the bread and butter the heart and soul of Randolph-Macon college football. So uh, that's going to have to be fixed. Uh, Coach Arusa talking with him after the game. He wants that line to be much more physical. They did not have that physicality in much of that game uh, on Saturday. And as the opponents get tougher and they get down into the home stretch of the regular season schedule, it's going to be brutally important that their running game works to perfection that they're able to utilize. You can have all the great backs you want in the backfield. Obviously, it starts with Trey Frederick, who got 52 yards rushing on Saturday, though he did not play in the second half. Should be okay for the Shenandoah game coming up Saturday for homecoming. But right behind him, you've got Jordan Hall. You've got Justin DeLeon. You've got Shahid Adiola. Jordan Foster occasionally will line up and take a snap or two. You've got Andrew Ely coming in and running in uh, designed plays at quarterback, spelling Presley Egbers, and Egbers can run the football. Had a 13-yard touchdown run in the second quarter of the victory. But got to have more uh, production from the running game. Egbers had another productive afternoon, no interceptions two touchdown passes, and the touchdown run. Uh, But arguably the star of the game, Jordan Foster, the senior from Lynchburg, continues to just dazzle. 280 all-purpose yards. Had a touchdown reception in the fourth quarter for the final score of the game for Randolph-Macon. But more impressively, uh, if memory serves me correctly, over 240 of those 280 yards in all-purpose in the kick and punt return game. He is electrifying. He uh, Teams are going to look at video 
of this Guilford game, and they're not going to kick to Jordan Foster. I can guarantee you his chances, his opportunities uh, to make returns are going to dramatically lessen in the next few weeks. It's going to change how ODAC opponents are going to have to game plan their kicking game and their punting game against someone who has become such a force in both. And, of course, Jordan stepped into the punting game two weeks ago for Anthony Williams, who has been injured, did not make the trip to Farum, did not make the trip to Guilford. And Jordan Foster, again, has just been electrifying. So the Yellow Jackets, the important thing here is fans, they've got back-to-back wins on the road in the ODAC. That's never easy, no matter who the opponent may be. Now they finally get to play at home for the first time in three weeks. It is homecoming Saturday, so they'll have to kind of put all of the homecoming festivities away and aside and block all that out. Out so they can get the job done against a Shenandoah team that Randolph-Macon, frankly, embarrassed in Winchester last season, and that was Hayden Bowserman's senior year at quarterback. Bowserman has now graduated. He had a cup of coffee, I think, at Redskins training camp and is now an assistant there at Shenandoah. And they've got a guy by the name of Ben Augustino who can do some damage. He lit up Southern Virginia University Saturday night for six touchdown passes and over 500 yards of passing. Bowserman did something similar to that two years ago when Shenandoah came down in primetime and knocked off the Yellow Jackets here in Ashland. So the Hornets won two years ago here. The Yellow Jackets won last year in Winchester. Shenandoah would love for the road team winning streak to continue, and Randolph-Macon wants to stop it. They are currently tied for first in the ODAC at 3-0 with Washington and Lee. Uh, Bridgewater had their bye week this week. They are 2-0 in the conference, and they will get back into action this Saturday. So it's 12:30 pregame here on the Mater with the Lux Chevrolet pregame show featuring the final word before kickoff with head coach Pedro Aruza. And of course, we'll have the kickoff at 1 p.m. Marty Wilson and I will be live. Good to be good to be, uh, be uh, back in the friendly confines of Dayfield on Saturday. Hope to see all of you out there. Come out and watch it live. If you're not able to join us, then you can join us right here for full, complete coverage on the radio home of Randolph Macon College Football 1029. The Mater. We mentioned Calvin Whitehead's ODAC Defensive Player of the Week honor. Want to uh, congratulate him on that. Uh, ODAC grabbed another honor to Randolph-Macon this week as well, and it was announced earlier today. Congratulations to sophomore middle hitter Sydney Koch of the Randolph-Macon women's volleyball team, ODAC Player of the Week, helping the Yellow Jackets to two victories in conference, including a key win on the road at defending tournament champion Washington and Lee. You'll recall last year, Yellow Jackets won the regular season, but the Washington and Lee Generals came in and won the championship in the tournament here in Ashland. And, of course, the tournament champion is who gets the bid to the NCAA tournament. So to go up to Lexington and pick up that victory, Washington and Lee struggling a bit in conference play, but not a team I'd want to face come early November in the ODAC tournament. Yellow Jackets stay unbeaten in conference play. That's great news. Congratulations to Sydney Cook. When we come back, we've got football to talk about. we got the latest regional rankings from the Virginia High School League to go over. We've got the new NBC 12 RVA Sports Network Big 12 High School football poll with two new teams and two very familiar teams at the top getting ready for a showdown this Friday night. We will announce our primetime game of the week for our big doubleheader this Friday, Collegiate and number 10 Benedictine kick it off at 4. Who will we have at 7? We'll tell you before this hour as through. And Carol LaHaye, women's basketball coach at Randolph-Macon College. All still to come in this hour. Back in just a moment, live from Sports Page Grill Ashland, you are in the red zone. In the red zone, we'll take a short time out. We'll be right back, so stay tuned to the Mater. 
Massey Wood and West has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923, offering the finest in HVAC systems, home heating, fuel oil, propane gas, and more. Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of Heil cooling and heating equipment, offering professional service and installation of HVAC systems, gas, or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West also gives you one stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, prompt dependable service since 1923. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with Geeks On Site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way so you can feel empowered and then help others at home or in your office. Better yet, don't have time for tech support to come to you? Let us remote into your desktop or laptop, and one of our geeks will instantly walk you through. We offer affordable prices on our remote services and IT support. You and those in your office will never have to wait hours to have your technical questions answered. Get your free computer diagnosis today with your very own geek. Get started now and we'll help you instantly. Call 877-801-0746. 877-801-0746. That's 877-801-0746. evening here in Ashland, Virginia. Busy here on England Street and busy here at Sports Page Grill Ashland as we come back to you live here in the red zone. Rob with them along with you. Fans listening tonight on 102.9 The Mater at 102.9 FM, 1430 AM. A good evening to those of you listening live at HanoverCountySports.net, part of the RVA Sports Network. And also the, for those of you who listen on your mobile devices on the TuneIn radio app on Radial, R-A-D-I-A-L-L. Always appreciate your company wherever you may be. Well, here we go. It's time for college basketball. I know it feels like yesterday. 
I was just sitting here and we were ruminating over the incredible run at the end of the uh, tournament last year with the University of Virginia and their national championship and their miracle against Purdue in the regional final. And now all of a sudden it's six months later and practice is about to begin. And across all levels of basketball, we're getting set for action. And that includes right here in Ashland at Randolph-Macon College. Uh, let's see, this is your fourth season as head coach, Carol LaHaye? Fourth <laughs> Wow, I wished it was, actually. <laughs> would, you, would you kind of like to rewind the clock once in a while and uh, sure kind of relive would. some things? And Oh, my gosh. All of those years, you know, I think about the different players that I've had the opportunity to work with and, and stand on the court with. And, you know, it's just like those those 38 years. Actually, you know, I've been at the college for 39 years, 30, 40 years, including my volunteer uh, year. But um, We'll be back with more. It just seems like. Four years ago. Doesn't it, though? Yeah. And then the next thing you know, you look in, and here we are again. And, and do they get the off-seasons? Do they get quicker now? Uh, oh, my gosh. Everything gets quicker now, and, except for maybe my players. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, ladies? No, just kidding. Just kidding. And, and you think part of that is just the way the nature of the sport has changed and the ability in terms of the off-season from workouts and conditioning and the ability to get with groups of the players, et cetera, et cetera, because there was a time not too, too long ago where things were very restrictive as to what you could do outside the realm of the season itself. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, you know, I think the players are much more interested in their game and their off-season, and um, they're really conscientious about doing something to make sure that they are improving and doing the things that they need to do. And we need to have them be that kind of conscientious player because, um, you know, without individual improvement, you can't have any team improvement. And so, um, you know, I think that that starts with our upper class players and their leadership. And uh, we have some players that are, are definitely filling that role as well as we want them to fill it. Got to have that. You know, even if you have a team that isn't necessarily senior laden, if you've got experienced players at the junior level, for example, and they know how to set the example for the younger players, and it's not what they say, it's how they carry themselves, it's what they do and what their mindset is, and they that they got to know that the freshmen or even the sophomores who they've already spent a season with got to be, they're watching them. They're understanding, okay, this is what I have to do when I get that, when it's my opportunity to quote unquote, lead this team in, in whether it be an actual way, physical way or more subliminal way. Yes. I, I totally agree with that. I, I, um, I agree that it's not about the words at all. It's about the actions and, you know, and you've always heard actions speak louder than words. Yes. And so I think um, any of our players that are in the gym um, doing the things that they need to be doing to improve um, makes a statement to the other players. And um, it, it, it shows. It, it, it's proven. I mean, it's not very difficult to see uh, who's worked on their game and who hasn't worked on their game. And, you know, we have some measuring sticks and some tests and things like that that our players have to pass and go through and, and all of that. And, you know, unless they're serious about that, then, you know, we can't have a serious season. No, you're right about that. Last year was a growth season for the team, growth through adversity. Uh, you had the injury to All-American Kelly Williams when you were out at Las Vegas for the uh, Classic out there in December. So you had to learn quickly how to improvise of sorts. I, but let me ask you this. Was there ever anything in the back of your mind since the emergence of Kelly that ever said to yourself, okay, I pray to God this doesn't happen, but if for some reason we lost Kelly, 
I need to have plan B in place. I, I need to kind of look at how this team can function and function effectively should that happen, whether it be early foul trouble in a game or, unfortunately, what happened last season. Is that something you have to game plan for? Um, I think um, I don't do a very good job with that. Okay. So um, I don't want to dwell on that. I, mm. I'd like to put all my time and energy in the positive. Into what is and, uh, you're hoping is going to be. Right. So I don't want to think about Kelly getting in foul trouble or Kelly being injured or or any player for that matter. Right. I mean, we have other players that, that are just as important. But um, So I don't dwell on that. And so when I say I don't do a very good job, that's just um, that's my nature. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was a, a big kick in the face uh, when Kelly went down. And I thought it was a, an outstanding opportunity for every single other player mm-hmm. to step up and say hey we're still going to make the most out of this season we can make the most out of this season and so let's go and do it and um so it was a little disappointing that we didn't take charge like i thought that we were going to and um you know it, it was disappointing but it was a learning experience i believe for all of us and now hopefully a blessing in disguise coming into this season because there are several players who received not just minutes, but just simply opportunity to improve their game, to leave their mark on the team, um, to personally prove to themselves that they could carry a team rather than be maybe in their mind they're going, well, we have Kelly, so if I fit this role, everything will be just fine. You know, now suddenly it's like, oh, I'm in this role. And, And so you bring those ladies back, you get Kelly back, should that not make you stronger, you feel, coming into this season? Oh, no doubt about it. Um, I think after last year and the disappointment that we had um, in our loss, loss in the semifinal game, that um, especially our freshman class, um, many of them came to both Coach Liverman and myself and said, you know what, we're sorry. We, we did not do what you guys know we're capable of doing. And I think um, I'm so super excited about what that particular class, our sophomore class, is going to bring to the table this year. And with our three new players and our returning class, our juniors, Becca, Arrington, and Elise Noblock. And then we got three seniors, three all ODAC performers. And so there's absolutely no reason why we should not be stepping out on that court and doing what we're very, very capable of doing. It's and ama- I won't accept anything but that. It's amazing that it was your freshman class that comes up and says that to you. You know, I could see the junior class doing that because mm-hmm. they've you've been in the war with you. They've cut the nets down with you. But it was the freshmen after their first tilt through and, and getting to the end of the season, the disappointment of the loss in the ODAC tournament. They were the ones who did that. Well, I think, um, you know, as freshmen or first-year players coming in, there's an intimidation. Um, there's a grueling factor. It is a long, grueling season. It is. Um, you know, our practices are all over the place. There's no consistency like day in and day out. Um, it's a long schedule um, on the road with 
all of our ODAC schools being every which way. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think it was a great learning experience for them, and I am just very thankful and appreciative that they recognize that. And so, like I said before, I'm super excited about what they're going to bring to the table this year. All right, let's look at the roster. Uh, let's start with Kelly, how she's doing, and, and do you have a projected comeback time? Do you think she'll be ready for the first part of the regular season, or are we going to wait and see on this? Kelly is so anxious to get back on that court. That that I'm not surprised. (laughs) I I dare not say a date. Um, She has thrown out a few dates and I, you know, I don't want to, I don't know if I should throw those dates out as well. Understood. um, She's, she's very excited and she's, um, she's been doing the things that her doctor has prescribed for her, her rehab. um, Super, super excited about getting back um she uh owes me 25 laps and she said coach LaHaye I bet you uh would not expect this coming out of my mouth but I can't wait to run those 25 laps Ooh. so um you know I I think um can't wait to get her back on the court and I know her teammates can't wait to get her back on the court um we're blessed that she is coming back yes um because she had completed all of her academic work and and all of that and there was talk throughout her her school years that um, maybe she would graduate in three years Mm -hmm. and and all of that so i'm thankful and blessed and i know coach liverman is as well as as coach watson that we have another year with kelly and um we're looking forward to it Uh, she has such a competitive nature you meet her you talk to her her down home uh, uh, in you know northeastern North Carolina attitude and upbringing and whatnot, she's a breath of fresh air. But when you get her on the court, watch out. <laughs> yeah, I think she's going to make a statement her senior year, her final and senior year. She's um, she wants to. Um, she uh, it's been a great learning experience for her, and she's tried to pass some of those tidbits on to other teammates, like how quick it can just be taken away from you and what you have to go through, um, the intensity and the, um, the pain, the pain and, and all of that. And I think it's been a tremendous experience for her that, um, you know, she, if she had to do it all over again, she would not choose that uh, route by any means. But, uh, I'm thankful that she's grown through it all. And, um, and, and still wants more. And wants more. Yes. Uh, she's not the only senior, on, uh, as you just mentioned a moment ago, a, a very big core of seniors. And by big, I mean important in terms of the legacy that they're leaving this program. Charlotte Woods, for example. I mean, just uh, the, the work that she has done in her first three years coming out of Trinity Episcopal has just been outstanding. You know, a lot of kids in her position would have come in, seen what Kelly did, and, you know, maybe even sh- kind of shrunk away from it and went, okay, well, you know, she's kind of the, the standout of the team. A- and Charlotte became the Robin to Kelly's Batman. And it was, especially in the championship season two years ago, just so fun to watch their dynamic on and off the court. Yes, I mean, they're friends, so um, that that's a big plus. And, um, you know, Charlotte, it's been a pleasure to coach a player like Charlotte. She's so athletic and so caring and competitive. And, um, you know, to watch her do what she, she, she likes to be between the lines. You know, anything outside the lines, it's like, um, you know, don't worry about that. But once she gets between those lines, it's like, you know, here we are. We're competing and we're going to care about it and we're going to do. And there have been several games games where um, I hate to 
pick out, and I've told her this, I'd hate to pick out one particular play that, that secured that victory for us or right. whatever, but I have texted her or called her or emailed her or whatever and said, you know, that rebound you got in that last three seconds prevented them from having a possession That's to, right. to score the game, to score or make the tie. But she's been a great joy to work with, um, very conscientious young woman. And, um, you know, she's an ROTC um, student. And so every morning or, or three or four days of the week, she's up at 5 o'clock and headed to the University of Richmond to do her, um, her PT and her wow. ROTC stuff and then comes back to, Richmond, uh, comes back to Randolph-Macon for her uh, academic work in a double major mm. as well. So at that that just blows my mind. Yes. What commi- the, the the very definition of commitment if you're going to do all of that, you mm-hmm. have to be. Mm-hmm. You have no other choice. There's a lot more though than Kelly and Charlotte. Tell me about some of the rest of the ladies coming back this year. Well, our other senior too is uh, Michael Ross. Yes. So ran uh, into her on campus co- of weeks ago with her broken wrist and all yes yes yes, she did mention that to me i looked down i was like what happened and then she you know told me what was up but she's she's excited about the season i can tell you that she should be excited about the season she um has a lot to prove as a matter of fact um you know this wrist has has set her back in the preseason and so um once she sheds that um cast um, she better she better get after it, and you know because I mean she had some significant games last year with Kelly out, and teams are going to be prepared for that. Right. And so Michael has got to be able to counteract that, and um, so we'll see we'll see if she's ready. Um, we we talked about words and actions and all of that, and so we need action. Yes. From all of them. No doubt. But, and then there's the bulldog of the team, Elise Knobloch. Oh, I love watching her play defense. Elise is a tremendous leader, somebody that um, people really value her friendship. She's a genuine person, and um, she just does what she's supposed to do, and she uh, is a competitor as well. And um, you know, I can't say enough about her. She's one of those players we talk to her about. Um, she's always, she always wants the ball. She's always like sometimes in the way, we tell her. You're in the way. And she goes, but I can't help it. I want the ball. And so, but you know, that's a joy. That's a, that's a real joy. I'd rather have that than somebody that shies away. That shirks away. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but she's a great leader. And then Becca Arrington, another junior. Um, you know, last year was a disappointing year for her because she came back um, very, very well prepared, worked hard in the off season this summer and everything on her shot, on her game, on her strength, her speed and everything. And then, you know, had the mono, right. had the very bad, badly sprained ankle. And then, you know, once she came back, then she re-injured her ankle, and so she was never a hundred percent. But she, um, so it was disappointing for Becca. But I'm super excited about her, um, her contributions this year, and I'm looking forward to it because I know she's worked even harder this harder. year than um, she did last year because she doesn't want the same thing to happen to her. So no, uh, there was another young lady who got some quality minutes in the paint because of the loss of Kelly last year. Tell me about Amy. Amy. So um, Amy has worked hard over the summer as well because um, she wants to prove that um, she just was not a, a, a new player coming in and just behind Kelly or behind Charlotte or whatever. So uh, she stepped up her game quite a bit and 
We're expecting some major things out of her this year. That's going to be great. That's To me, that's one of those blessing in disguise pieces that we mentioned earlier. Carol LaHaye, head coach of women's basketball at Randolph-Macon College, our guest tonight here in the Red Zone. So, Coach, tell me about the newbies. I, I've seen them on Twitter. That's all I know. Tell me about them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have three new players. We have a post player, Kennedy Cornick. Um, we're uh, excited about her because we um, – we needed to have some additional help in the post. Even though we have Kelly, we have Charlotte, Michael's kind of a 3-4 type player. Mm-hmm. Um, but we needed another um, another post presence, and Kennedy brings that. Um, she's more of a face-the-basket type player, but um, it has some decent range. So I think, um, you know, her biggest challenge right now, as will be the other two, uh, is just learning the college game, the yes. competition, the speed the speed and the quickness of it and all of that. And then we have a guard, um, Haley Pasqualone from Northern Virginia. And um, she's a great shooter, a great attacker to the basket. Um, Play the two more? Um, she, yeah, she's kind of a 2-3 type okay. player. 2-3, she likes the baseline attack. And um, she, uh, what's exciting for me and for Coach Liverman and Watson is the fact that um, these kids want to compete. And so that is a big, big plus. You know, um, I know you might look at me and say, well, that's what, that's what college athletics is, is competition. <laughs> but it, it is a matter of going out there every day and wanting to compete, even against yourself. Of course. And so the competition there, I think, is with each one of those new players as well as some of the returning players. And then um, we have another player, kind of a 3-4 player. She asked me the other day, she, re- she said she really, really wants to play the post. And she's about a 5-9 player. Um, her name's Devin Conrad. And um, she's going to bring a lot of different um, kind of versatility to our, to our game because she can play inside, outside. She can shoot the ball. She can attack. She can rebound. And... Um, so I think those three new players with um, our returning players, I think it's going to really give us great addition. Good mix. Mm-hmm. And give you a little bit of depth as well, mm-hmm. which that was tested early last year with Kelly going down. Right. Helps in terms of all the minutes that the other ladies have. You bring that back now with the three newcomers, get them used to the speed of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be yeah. a very, very exciting combination. And it all starts what, just over a month from now? Yeah. We'll talk about it real quick before I let you go, the RMC Tip-Off Classic, and that's a little different in terms of the um, scheduling this year, correct? Yes, it is. Um, well, you, as you well know, our volleyball team is doing very well, and um, so there's a possibility that they host the ODAC tournament, and it is that weekend. Mm-hmm. And so we had to work our schedule around that. We always have our tip-off um, whenever we can start our season, and, right. and the NCAA has loosened the rules a little bit so we can start on that November 8th and 9th but because of volleyball we can't go on the 8th so we're doing the 9th and the 10th um, after volleyball wins their championship on Saturday Um, then we come in at six o'clock and our first four opponents are against schools that we've never played before really and um, at least not while I've been at Randolph-Macon so I don't believe that we've played Vermont Tech, uh, William Peace, Mm -hmm. um, Pfeiffer and Oglethorpe. Oglethorpe. 
and the Pfeiffer and Ogleforth will be part of the Emory and Henry Classic that you guys are going to go down to the following weekend. That's correct. You won't see the Wasps, obviously, but you'll get to see those two non-conference opponents. That's correct. Yes. So Vermont Tech is Saturday night, 6 o'clock. Yes. On the 9th of November, and then the next afternoon, that Sunday afternoon, William Peace, and that'll be at 3 p.m., correct? That's right. Awesome. That's right. Who's the 14th in the tip-off? Uh, East of Mennonite. That's right. East of the Royals are so coming. So it's a classic as well. Uh, and, and then it doesn't, I mean, you get headlong, you take that, you didn't. You make the trip down to Emory and Henry, which all of us know is just a quick jaunt, only about five hours down to, <laughs> yes. you get there and you go, we're still in Virginia? I mean, we're due south of Detroit. This is right. insane. Uh, but then you're on the road at Washington and Lee, at Roanoke. Then it's Thanksgiving. I mean, you've got two conference road trips in the book before you sit down to have turkey and stuffing. That's going to be a challenge. That is a tremendous challenge. And I, I hope our team um, has taken a look at the schedule and um, is preparing themselves for what's ahead because everybody will be out for everybody else. Um, you know, I think there were many teams that were disappointed or upset with um, the way their their seasons ended. And... Um, I think um, everybody is going to be out to battle one another. And uh, the Yellow Jackets better be the best battlers. <laughs> so let me get your take before we let you go on the ODAC itself this year. What, what do you see uh, in, in terms of the layout of the conference? Wow. I mean, there's some really good teams back. I mean, there were very few graduations um, of key players. Key players key players um you know shenandoah basically has everybody returning um except for one of their shooters uh roanoke was an up-and-coming team you know they upset um forget who they upset right off the bat uh, emory and henry right they, they upset emory and henry in the tournament uh washington lee has everybody returning so um it's going to be you know you've heard it over and over on any given night any team could be beat but I think um, this year, if you're not ready to play, mm -hmm. it's not a matter of, oh, let's see how much effort we have to do tonight to see or what, you know, what can we do to get by with a victory or something. You've got yeah. to be prepared to play right from start to finish. And if you, if you don't, if you get too far behind... I think the comebacks are not going to be as easy as what anybody thinks. That's what you believe. Then you get home and you get Eastern Mennonite for the home ODAC opener. Then two nights later, here comes Mary Washington. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you got to go down to Christopher Newport. Yeah. I, and and that's, that's the first week of December. So, I mean, you get a month into the season. That's some quality opponents and some very stiff tests. You're going to know a lot about this team a month into the season, no doubt. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Yep. Before I let you go, final question. Um, usually you guys get a chance to travel sometime after exams and whatnot, and this year that didn't happen. You go from December 7th to January 2nd, and there's no game on the schedule. How do you handle that in terms of just pushing buttons and allowing the, the ladies to enjoy some holiday time, but at the same time, you get momentum early in the season, you certainly don't want to lose it as well. Yeah, it didn't work out for us to travel mid-season this year or, or mid-semester um, because some of the players have been to Florida and they go, oh, I hope we don't go back to Florida again. Well, that's basically the places to go. I mean, we could go back to Las Vegas, um, Puerto Rico, uh -huh. but I'm, I'm not sure Puerto Rico has has really fully recovered, recovered. from there. From there. Hurricane. Uh, yeah, from Maria. Um, Correct. St. Thomas is out of the question, and and then there were a couple of trips after Christmas, but you have I would have to bring the players back on December 26. Uh, 
And I think that that's the less uh, of of what they want to do. It kind of takes the shine off of the trip. Right. And so uh, we decided not to travel this year just because they've experienced, the majority of the team had experienced a trip. And so we're looking at doing some other things. But in terms of managing it, it is like praying and hoping (laughs) that they're serious about their season and that they're going to stay in shape and do what they need to do. And and a lot of it will depend on those first few games and, and how our season has started as to what we need to continue to do to to be the best. That's right. To get better, prime yourself for a position for another championship. Right. Can't wait for the season. Head coach Carol Hey, Randolph Macon Women's Basketball. Always an honor and pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for joining us here tonight at Sports Page Grill. Thank you for having me, and it is an honor and a pleasure to be with you. I appreciate that very much. Season begins yeah. again with the RMC Tip-Off Classic, Saturday, November 9th, Sunday, November 10th. So mark your calendar for both games. Vermont Tech, Saturday night, 6 p.m. tip. William Peace, Afternoon Affair Sunday, 3 p.m. at Crenshaw. When we come back, football talk, VHSL regional rankings out today. Latest NBC 12 RBA Sports Network Big 12 High School Football poll just dropped on social media about 10 minutes ago. We'll go through all of that and tell you who our game of the week is Friday night in primetime. Coming up in just a moment, live from Sports Page Grill Ashland, you are in the Red Zone. There's more to come right after this short break. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. At Randolph-Macon College, your education begins with your future in mind from your very first day on campus. RMC's exceptional equestrian program has a beautiful new facility, Coventry Farm, just three miles from campus. Access to this stellar facility provides valuable support to this robust, thriving equine team. Visit us online at rmc.edu to schedule a campus tour, a personal interview, or to RSVP for one of our fall open houses. Randolph-Macon College, building extraordinary futures. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, 
It's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. 800-600-9969. That's 800 600 it's a busy Monday night. It's a busy sports season. Sports page girl Ashlyn. Want to thank our sponsors while we have just a quick moment. Our friends at Massey Wood and West. Yes, indeed. We finally, uh, Saturday morning, got here to Randolph-Macon College early, about 7.20, to meet Marty and uh, the uh, Director of Athletic Communications, Phil Stanton, to make the trip down to Greensville, North Carolina. It was a refreshing 52 degrees outside. It was glorious. We Oh, I loved it. I don't know. Marty and Phil might have been chilly. I don't know. But I had a great time. I was just sucking it all in, going, yes, finally some cool air, which does remind me to remind you that if you haven't gotten that tank filled with heating oil yet for the winter to come, or maybe it's time for that HVAC system to get the tune-up now that it can take a break and not have to feed you air conditioning this coming week, yeah, Massey Wood & West, that's who you need to talk to, MasseyWoodandWest.com, 355-1721, 355-1721. We think and ink right down England Street here in Ashland in the center of the universe, all the printing needs that you have from business, nonprofit, whatever the case may be, banners, letterheads, special signs for events, promotions, whatever. Get with Chuck and the gang at We Think in Inc. They can take care of business for you. You can find them on Facebook as well as I believe it is WeThinkInInc.com. Uh, and, of course, our buddies here at Sports Page Grill, Ashland. We cannot do this show weekly without them and their incredible and wonderful hospitality. Very much appreciate them. I had a chance to stop by, have lunch here the other day, which is always Always a pleasure. All right, let's get to the brand-new NBC12 RVA Sports Network Big 12 High School football poll that released about 15 minutes ago at rvasportsnetwork.com and nbc12.com. We have two new teams. Teams that dropped out of the poll, Prince George and Henrico, after suffering losses last Friday night. New to the poll, Thomas Jefferson. Congratulations to Coach P.J. Adams and the Vikings. You think about where that program was at the start of this decade and what Chad Hornick did to get it to a position before he left for deep run to where a coach like Coach Adams could come in and take it to the next level. They're 4-1. and one. They get John Marshall in their rivalry game this coming Saturday over at Huguenot, and they are the top team in Region 2A, which we'll discuss that in just a moment. So they're at number 12, one of the new teams. The other new team, the Matoica Warriors at number 11. 11, beating Prince George 33-14 to go to 4-1 and one on the season. They go to Dinwiddie on Friday night. They get a win over a Generals team that kind of righted the ship to go to 2-3 and three last week with a win at Petersburg. And Matoica will really start to raise some eyebrows. Benedictine holds steady at 10, even though they lost to Georgetown Prep last weekend. They've got Collegiate coming in, and we've got it here as part of our doubleheader. More on that in a moment. Douglas Freeman up from 12-9. to nine. Thomas Dale drops one from 7-8 to eight after losing to Hopewell. Monacan goes up two spots from 9-7. to seven. They've got Midlothian coming in on Friday night. Deep Run had a bye week. They hold steady. The top six are the same and have not moved. Uh, Deep Run, 5-0, number six. They've got number nine, Douglas Freeman, on the road this Friday night, one of two battles between Big 12 poll teams. I bet you know what the other one is. Louisa, 5-0 uh, at number five, currently topping Region 4B. They are at Monticello on Friday. 
Verina winners of five in a row, including a thrashing of Lake Taylor, a surprising win. Not that they won, but that they were up 49-0 at the half. is just unbelievable over one of the best programs in the 7-5-7. They hold steady at four. They go to Patrick Henry on Friday. Hopewell, what a big win over Thomas Dale, really stamping themselves as a serious state title contender in Class 3. They are 5-0. and They are still number three this week, and they're at Petersburg on Friday. And, of course, one and two. Manchester at number two, five and zero, and Highland Springs number one at six and zero. Winners of now thirty-five consecutive games. If they can beat Manchester in the battle of one versus two Friday night at Manchester, they will become the first team in the history of the Metro Richmond area, the Central Region, to win thirty-six consecutive football games. But to do it. The defending Class 5 champions will have to beat the defending Class 6 champions who now happen to be in Class 5. Will the winner of that game end up taking the number one seed in Region 5B? Maybe, maybe not. I think Verina is going to have something to say about that. They fell in double overtime, you will recall, on opening night back in late August at home to Manchester. And, of course, Verina finishes their regular season with Highland Springs, and that battle will not be. It's supposed to have been a Highland Springs home game, and with Crider Stadium now closed with the construction of the new Highland Springs High School underway, that game will be played November the 8th at Henrico High School. Now, we've got about four minutes to squeeze in all the latest regional rankings, so let's do it, beginning with Region 6A. Thomas Dale drops from 2-4 to four with that loss to Hopewell. Cosby holds steady at 5, a little less than a point behind the only team they've lost to this year year and that is the Knights. Franklin County is at three. Oscar Smith jumped up to two in Ocean Lakes. Uh, barely getting by with a victory back on Friday night, but they're five and one and still nearly two points ahead in the top spot there. Region 5B. Manchester is one. Highland Springs is two. Now remember, this is based on VHSL rankings and the point system. The Raider, the, the uh, Rider point or the power point system, whatever you'd like to call it. And then just behind Highland Springs by four-tenths of a point is Deep Run. Remember, Highland Springs is total when we get to November the 8th and are crunching the numbers for who's where and who got the top seed, etc. Highland Springs will be divided by 9, not by 10, because the Springers play at private school opening night in Avalon of Maryland. Private schools do not count in the VHSL regional rankings. So Manchester won by 8 tenths of a point over Highland Springs, then Deep Run, then Verina catches up a bit to Deep Run with a big win over Lake Taylor. Matoica jumps from 7 to 5. Douglas Freeman, 6. Prince George falls from 4 to 7. Henrico holds at 8, but they're only a tenth of a point ahead of number 9, Clover Hill. They're only three-tenths of a point ahead of number 10, Elsie Bird. And then behind them, by a little over a point, are the Atlee Raiders, who are kind of in a must-win situation on Friday night. They will go to Henrico. If they want to get back in the postseason race and be a serious contender, they need to win that game at Chapel Stadium on Friday. And Clover Hill and L.C. Bird showdown at Clover Hill on this Friday night, too. And so the winner of that game is hoping that Atley could get a win over Henrico, and the winner of that game could vault into the top eight. Hermitage is just behind Atley, and then after that, the team's in trouble are Glenn Allen, Mills, Godwin, Midlothian, J.R. Tucker, and Meadowbrook, unfortunately, at 0-5, not looking like they're going to make the playoffs this year. Region 4B, Patrick Henry moves up from six to a tie for third with Spotsylvania. Both teams winning this past Friday night, and both teams within a point of number two Eastern View. They're 6-0, and but their strength of schedule has been weak thus far. Louisa still tops the poll, uh, not the poll, but the, the regional rankings uh, at 5-0 and at 26.8 points. Powhatan dropped from 3-6. to six. 
King George got a big win Friday night to move up to seven. That made Chancellor eight, and it dropped Huguenot out of the top eight. They're now nine and four-tenths of a point behind them, and tenth is Dinwiddie, hoping to get a win over Matoica and try to get back into the top eight there. Quickly in Region 3A, Hopewell leapfrog York to go to number one in that region after the big win over Thomas Dale. Petersburg is the eighth and final playoff team. New Kent on the outside looking in, a point and a half behind in tenth. Goochland vaults up to the number one seed in Region 3B. Uh, by over two points over both Brentsville District and James Monroe. The big one over a four-win Amelia team, 35-0 Friday night, does the job there. We mentioned TJ a moment ago. Up by a one and about a third points over Nottaway in the Region 2 rankings. So you got TJ at first, Nottaway second, and then just behind them, King William. King William was off last week. They get back into action this coming Friday night. They're by week now behind them, but they got to go to undefeated Warhill in Class 4 on Friday. Pocosin jumped up to 4. John Marshall held steady at 5, and Amelia dropped to 6. You can see all the regional rankings uh, involving teams from Metro RBA, and you can see our exclusive analysis on where we stand in the playoff race and what teams need to do this coming Friday night. All of it available right now, along with the latest Big 12 poll, just scroll down the page at rbasportsnetwork.com. That's rbasportsnetwork.com. Well, it's going to be another very busy football weekend here on The Mater. We will announce our primetime game of the week and preview all three games, our doubleheader Friday, Randolph-Macon on homecoming on Saturday. When we come back for our final segment here live at Sports Page Grill Ashland, back in a moment, you are in the red zone. In the red zone. We'll take a short time out. We'll be right back. So stay tuned to The Mater. Massey Wood and West has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923, offering the finest in HVAC systems, home heating, fuel oil, propane gas, and more. Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of Heil cooling and heating equipment, offering professional service and installation of HVAC systems, gas, or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West also gives you one stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, prompt, dependable service since 1923. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. Oh, my back. Injuries always happen when we least expect them and always at the most inconvenient time. Whether from sports, work, or just because we're getting older, pain affects the quality of our life and limits us in performing our normal daily activities. But there is help. At Ashland Physical Therapy, where the staff is concerned about each and every patient. 
The physical therapists at Ashland Physical Therapy combine knowledge, skill, and experience in using the latest in evidence-based rehabilitation techniques to help you recover. Conveniently located in the Ashland Hanover Shopping Center in Ashland, where they accept most major insurance plans. Ashland Physical Therapy is a proud sponsor of Randolph-Macon College Athletics and is the sole physical therapy provider to its student-athletes. Don't put up with pain. Visit Ashland Physical Therapy in Ashland. On Twitter at the RBA Sportsnet, what our new primetime game of the week is going to be for this Friday night. We will be right here in the center of the universe in Ashland. And it's going to be one of the hottest teams in the area. Number four, Verina, coming in with a record of five and one. Winners of five consecutive games. And that's going to be coming up Friday night against Patrick Henry, who gets the big win to go to 4-2 and two against Atley, and currently in third place in Region 4B. Verina currently in fourth in Region 5B. And you know, Verina's looking at the Highland Springs-Manchester battle and going, well, we've already lost to Manchester. Uh, you know, how's that game going to shake out? Can we beat Highland Springs at the end of the regular season? Verina still has aspirations for the one seed in that region, and rightfully so. And Dee Brenna's unbeaten and still has uh, legitimate aspirations as well. So, and of course, they've got 5-1 and one Douglas Freeman coming up on the road on Friday night. But our uh, doubleheader coverage coming up on Friday is the following. We will begin with the On the Sidelines pregame presented by Virginia Farm Bureau Insurance. I sit down with NBC 12 Sports Director Mark Davis, and we preview all the action in what's going to be a pivotal Week 7 of high school football. That'll be at 3.30 Friday afternoon. Note the start time, 3.30, to get yourself ready for high school football Friday night. Then we'll go live to Benedictine, just over the Goochland County line off Patterson Avenue. Jacob Vaughn, Bill Roberts will both be there with the call of the Cougars and number 10 Benedictine. A huge matchup when the VISAA standings come out tomorrow. Uh, Benedictine had been the number one seed, but losing to Georgetown Prep will it draw them closer to Collegiate and Trinity and St. Chris. All four of those teams currently in the playoff picture. And Trinity got a win last week. St. Chris got a win last week. Collegiate won in triple overtime last week. So it's getting pretty crazy there. And uh, we'll have Collegiate Benedictine 4 o'clock on Friday. And then I will join you live in primetime from Patrick Henry. The Blue Devils and the Patriots, number four at 5-1 and one versus the 4-2 and two Patriots. That's coming up on uh, Friday night. Kickoff at 7 o'clock. If the Collegiate Benedictine game rolls early, we'll have another edition of the On the Sidelines pregame at 6.30. If not, we will join you immediately following the Cadets and the Cougars. And then Saturday, it's homecoming at Dayfield, and we really hope you'll come out and join us live. If you're not able to do it, we've got you covered here on the Mater. We'll have our live coverage of Randolph-Macon and Shenandoah beginning on uh, Saturday at 12.30 with the Lux Chevrolet pregame show, including the final word before kickoff with head coach Pedro Aruza, and, of course, kickoff at 1 o'clock. Voice of the Yellow Jackets, Marty Wilson, and I will have the call. Randolph-Macon, Shenandoah, the Yellow Jackets looking to keep hold on at least a share of first place in the conference and pick up their fifth win in a row. That is Saturday at 12.30, so a big doubleheader on Friday. 
homecoming at Randolph-Macon on Saturday. It's going to be a fantastic weekend of football. And then we talk basketball. We'll review this football weekend when we join you again here next Monday night at Sports Page Grill and live. Randolph-Macon men's head basketball coach Josh Merkel is scheduled to join us as they will be on the eve of their beginning of practice and their 2019 season beginning a month from now. That's coming up here on In the Red Zone next Monday night. Big thank you to our sponsors. We thank an Inc., Massey Wood and Weston Sports Page Grill. Huge thank you to head coach Carol LaHaye of Randolph-Macon Women's Basketball for joining us tonight. And, of course, as always, a big thank you to Calvin Cecil. Back in the studios. I'll be back with you at 9 o'clock for Party of Two, and I'll talk to you again on Friday night in primetime on the Game of the Week. Thanks for being with us tonight. Have a good night, everybody. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a copyright production of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC. Any rebroadcast or reproduction in part or in whole without the express written consent of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC is strictly prohibited.